Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 518, the 180-degree life lesson. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. My favorite Halloween candy is anything with Reese's on the label. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share lessons I learned after a car accident. Well, happy Monday, y'all. Happy Halloween. And I hope you are ready for a great day today, a great week ahead, and hopefully a day filled with some delicious treats today. No tricks, unless you're the one making them, maybe. I don't know. I hope it's a good day for you. I thought I would uh, share some fun facts to you today about Halloween. Specifically, what are, according to Business Insider, the 10 most popular Halloween costumes of this year and 10 of the most cliche Halloween costumes this year? So you can check and see if you're on either of these lists. Let's start with the 10 most popular Halloween costumes. Again, these come from Business Insider. Number 10, dinosaur. Number nine, clown. Now, let's pause here at clown because clown is obviously a costume that's been around forever, right? We've all seen clowns, done clowns, maybe been a clown since we were kids. Uh, But this year, the creepy clown is kind of a thing. So I suggest not doing that this year because uh, it's one, number one, it's overplayed. And number two, <laughs> it might get you shot or uh, beaten. I don't know. There's a lot of that going around. So I would just don't be a clown. All right, number eight, Star Wars. Just lumped everything together. Anything from Star Wars, number eight. Number seven, I like this one, Batman. Now, it should be higher on the list, in my opinion, but that's okay. Number seven, Batman. Number six, a witch. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Uh, number five, Wonder Woman. Great to see Wonder Woman and to see her high on the list. That's awesome. Number four, Pirate Dark. Number three, I love number three. It's superhero. And I love that it, it doesn't include Batman or Wonder Woman. Like they're popular enough on their own that they are a standalone from superhero. So good job, Wonder Woman and Batman. Number two, these last two are not going to be any surprise for you. Number two, Joker, and number one, that's right, Harley Quinn. Just like she was probably the number one cosplay at all the cons I went to this year. And by all of them, I mean both of them <laughs> that I went to this year. Yeah, no surprise that she is the um, the number one projected Halloween costume this year. And so here are some of, these are not in any particular order, some of the most cliche Halloween costumes for this year. All right. I do have them numbered. There are 10 of them, but these are not in necessarily a numerical order. Uh, number 10, anything related to the election, which is pretty much Trump or Hillary or the red sweater guy, Ken Bone. Number nine, creepy clown. See, we talked about that. Got to steer away from the creepy clown. Number eight, DJ Khaled. Number seven, this is cool. Anything from Stranger Things. And I thought, really? Is that true? And then I saw my friend Joe, Joseph Zettelmeyer. Yeah, he hosts our Flash podcast. He said that like 90% of his friends were going as a character from Stranger Things. So 
I guess that's more cliche than I thought. Number six, this is hilarious, Ryan Lochte. Is that cliche? I think that's kind of clever. <laughs> Maybe I'm just out of touch. I don't know. Ryan Lochte, number six. Number five, no surprise. In fact, the only surprise here is that it wasn't higher on the list. Again, this isn't numerical, but they were kind of positioned on the page, even though they weren't numbered. But anyway, number five, Suicide Squad. Yeah, a lot of that stuff going on. Number four, David Bowie. Number three, Prince. So dead rock stars are cliche this year. And number two, Pokemon. And number one, no surprise here, Star Wars. But you know what? Who cares? Star Wars has been fun since we were kids. It's fun now. So have fun, be safe, and uh, be sure and brush your teeth after eating all of that candy tonight. All right. Well, be sure and brush your teeth before you call in for the Friday Forum, too. I don't know why. It's not like we can smell your breath, but I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we will be able to smell the minty freshness through the microphone. Maybe. I don't know. We would love to have you as a part of the Friday Forum. It's your chance to share your life, your stories, the stuff that you've learned with me and the rest of the listening audience. And so here's we are in our final season of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. You know, your Fridays are running out. So if you've been thinking about it, don't put it off because you're going to run out of time. Or if there are a bunch of you that uh, wait to the last minute, I don't know. We, We may run out of Fridays before we get a chance to include everybody. That would be terrible. I will try not to make that happen. But my point is, don't delay. Do it while you still have plenty of time to get it in. 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. 2004 was a rough year for me. In fact, it's probably the most difficult year I've ever faced. It should come as no surprise that it's also one of the years I can look back on now and realize It's one of the biggest learning seasons of my life. If you're a longtime listener to this podcast, then you probably remember some of the events of that year. Things got rough at the end of January when my boss called me into his office to tell me that he had hired someone else to replace me. Just a few weeks earlier, he had reallocated my huge workload and given some of it to someone that he had hired to work alongside me. So when he called me in to tell me that I was being replaced, I was shocked. Now, if you don't remember that story, you can hear about it in episode 212. If you do remember the story, then you probably also remember that I didn't actually get fired from the company. Fortunately, instead of firing me, my boss worked with the CEO and the director of operations to get a position at one of our retail stores. Now, while I wasn't really happy, at all, about losing my position as a buyer, and I wasn't really happy about going back to work at the store, I was really happy to still have a job. In addition to still having a job, the company was kind enough to place me at the store nearest to my house. So, instead of spending an hour in the car each day, I spent about 30 minutes in the car each day. So, no complaints there. My new commute took me to the store that I worked at when I first started with the company. It's the store where I first met Carrie Brunson, now Carrie Darnell. I spent nearly five years at that store, starting out as a part-time cashier and leaving there to move to Lubbock, Texas for the manager and training program. Nearly five years had now passed since I had last worked there. In that time, I had trained in Lubbock for a year, managed my own store in Wichita Falls for two years, 
and spent 18 months at the corporate office as a buyer. In many ways, this was a demotion. I don't think I had to take a pay cut, but I had to work weekends and nights. I had a position lower than I had had the last time I worked at the store. Adding to the challenge was the fact that I knew how to run a store. I was good at it. I'd won awards while doing it before, which is one of the reasons I'd gotten the job at corporate. But now I had to serve under a different store manager. Of course, his ways were not my ways. He made decisions differently than I did. Many of them I agreed with, but some I did not. However, it wasn't my place to usurp his authority. It was my place to support him and make sure the store was run as he wanted it. And as long as there were no major policy or ethics violations, I didn't see a point in rocking the boat. However, it was no secret that I had managed a store and performed well in that role. And all the employees knew it. They may not have known that when I first walked in the door, but those who did know it spread the word quickly. In fact, it took almost no time at all for employees to start coming to me privately asking me if I'd been sent to eventually replace the store manager. Unfortunately, the store manager was not liked very well by most of the staff. While I certainly understood their reasons for disliking him, again, I didn't see anything worthy of him being relieved of his duties. Not to mention the fact that I felt like undermining his authority in order to take over his position was unethical. And on top of that, I didn't want his job. To be honest, I didn't know what job I wanted. I was still in shock from having my dream job ripped out from underneath me. So, for the next eight months, I hopped in my 1995 Ford Ranger each day and drove the five miles to the store and did the best I could to support the store and tried my best to be content until I could figure out what in the world my next move would be. However, one particular morning sticks out above all the others. I had the morning shift to open the store, which meant that I arrived around 8.30. It started out as a morning like most others. I got up, showered, ironed my clothes, got dressed, and hopped in my ranger. It was a cool morning, and the air was damp. In fact, it was a cloudy, dreary morning with a steady mist, and the roads were slick. The drive to the store also started out like all the others. However, about half a mile from the store, that changed. I was in the left lane heading east, and the right lane beside me was a dark-colored minivan heading in the same direction as I was, of course. About a tenth of a mile ahead of us was a small road that gave access to a few shops and fast food restaurants. And where that side street met the one on which I was traveling, a sedan was stopped, seemingly waiting for a safe moment to turn left onto our street. And if you've ever been in an accident, you know how the whole process seems to happen in slow motion and yet seems to happen so fast there's no time to react. I saw the sedan lurch forward and then nearly stop. And I thought, is that guy going to try and pull out? And then it happened. This time it was not a lurch, it was a lunge. He floored the accelerator and darted out in front of me and the minivan. The van being closest to that side of the road was closer to the sedan, but the van was slightly behind me. And so the driver of the van slammed on her brakes and the sedan barely clipped the front bumper of her van. 
I too hit my brakes, but it was too late. The sedan T-boned the passenger side of my truck and sent me into a 180 degree spin. I came to rest in the left-hand turn lane. Now facing the opposite direction that I had been driving, I was able to see the sedan continue his left turn, cross the other two lanes of traffic, hop the curb, and come to rest in the grass. I made sure my truck was in park, and I hopped out. Other motorists were getting out of their cars too, and I asked one of them if he had witnessed what had just happened. I wanted to make sure that the driver would be held accountable for the damage that he had just caused to my truck. I then made my way over to the sedan, mad at what the driver had just done, but not sure what I was going to say. When I arrived, I found the driver slumped over the steering wheel and passed out cold. I couldn't believe it. I thought, there was no way that that impact had been hard enough to knock him unconscious. So instead of having words with the driver, the other witnesses and myself started calling for an ambulance and doing what we could to offer aid to him. Here's what I learned. Over the next few weeks, the insurance company representing the man in the sedan came out and looked at my truck for damage. But the whole thing was shady. They never even told me they had come out and looked at my truck until the adjuster was already gone. I had to take their word that they'd even looked at my truck and that they had accurately assessed the damage. They then drug their feet on payment, and finally, they refused to pay on the grounds that their client wasn't liable. The accident occurred when he passed out due to an unknown medical condition. When he passed out, his foot slammed the accelerator, and the rest is history. And because he didn't know about the medical condition, it wasn't his fault, and therefore they weren't going to pay. And if I wanted to get reimbursed, I was going to have to hire a lawyer. Ugh. Yeah, what a mess. Looking back on it now, that wreck kind of symbolizes my life at the time. I was just trucking along, minding my own business, when suddenly I was blindsided by an event that spun my life around 180 degrees. I barely had time to react. Things happened so fast, I couldn't do anything to alter the outcome. I was defenseless, the victim of circumstances, and left trying to pick up the pieces. But you know what? I'm an optimist, and there was plenty to be grateful for, even in the midst of all the chaos that happened with that wreck. First off, all of those involved in the accident, including the driver of the sedan, were unharmed. He was able to get help for his medical condition. The streets were wet that morning, remember? Well, because the streets were wet, there was less friction between my tires and the pavement and so the energy of the impact had less damage on my truck than it would have had otherwise. And lastly, he impacted my truck directly on the rear axle, but not hard enough to knock it out of alignment. It only made a modest dent on the front end of the rear fender, so it had no lasting effects on the performance of the truck, and I never had to take it in for repairs. So even though I never got compensated for the damage, I wasn't out any money. There are a lot of other lessons here too. The odds are that each one of us will be blindsided at some point in our lives. When it happens, it will likely cause some sort of damage and it will take us a while to figure out what's going on. But things do eventually settle down. Each experience, especially the hard times, make us stronger. 
They help us have the wisdom that we need for the next chapter in life, and they help us help others. So if you're in the middle of a tailspin right now, don't lose heart. It may not seem like it now, but things are going to be okay, and you'll be all the stronger for it. What may seem like a dreary day may actually bring you unforeseen protection and blessings. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd share it with a friend.